We're going to read just a little piece of this Christmas story this morning. If you turn with me to Luke uh, chapter 2, uh, we're just going to read some, starting at verse 8. Uh, if the, you need a Bible, there's a pew Bible in front and just underneath. You can just pull it out. That's on page uh, 724, uh, if you need to know where that's at. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. And I want us just to, uh, to focus just a little bit this morning on, on this week's theme of Advent, uh, which is love. God loves us, and God loves you. And so I want to read this, Luke chapter 2, <coughs> starting at verse 8, and we'll read just a little bit. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. I want to stop right there. And I just want to uh, just, just... Just hear these words that the angel says to them. I bring you good news of great joy. Literally, the word here is, is, the, is mega. I bring you good news, and it is mega joyful, right? This is what the angel is saying. I bring you good news of mega joy. Now, what is this mega joy that this angel is talking about this morning? And I think, why, why is this good news? Why is it good news that a baby was born? And why is it a good news that, that this baby is, is the Messiah? Why is this good news. And I think there's a couple reasons, right? A couple reasons that we can find in this story about why this is good news. First of all, this is good news because now the story isn't about you and me and how we earn salvation and how we, how we earn our way back to God and all the sacrifices that we have to make and do all this. It's, it's no longer about what you and I have to do, right? God has acted and God has sent his son to be with us. There's a savior coming to our rescue. There's a hero fighting on our behalf. This is good news at Christmas. This is, this is the good news that the angel is talking about. This is good news of a mega joy that this baby has come and he's come for you and he's come for me and he's come. Why? Because he loves us. This is, this is good news of mega joy this morning. And I think the, this is also good news because of, of who this baby is, of who Jesus is and, and who he came to be. All right, if you could turn back to Matthew with you, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18, it, it kind of talks about Jesus and it gives him two names. They give Jesus two names in this passage. Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." She will give birth to a son, and you are, give him, you are to give him the name Jesus. And here's, it goes on here. Give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this is good news of mega joy right here, right? This Jesus, this baby boy that Mary is going to have, is going to save his people from their sins. This is, this is amazing. But he keeps going. He continues. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Now, this, is, this is, again, good news of mega joy, that God is with us. Why would God want to be with us? Well, here's the thing. This is, this is kind of a theme that you read all throughout Scripture, right? That God loves us, and God wants to be with His people. Right? You read it all throughout Scripture. Genesis chapter 3, we read about God literally, physically being with Adam and Eve, walking in the cool of the garden with them. Right? You move on, and after, after Adam and Eve's sin, you move on in the picture, and you read in, in Exodus chapter 25, you read about the tabernacle and God dwelling with His people in the tabernacle. You read about the, Egypt, the, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, and God is with them physically in a pillar of fire and a cloud of smoke. God loves to be with His people, and you see this all throughout the Old Testament, this theme of God just wanting to be with the people that He loves. And then the New Testament, you get to the New Testament, what happens is God literally puts on skin and bones and becomes human and dwelt among us. Why? He wants to be with us. Why? Because He loves us. God loves you. This is the gospel. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son. God so loved the world that he sent his son. This is, this is the gospel. Sometimes I think we don't, we don't see this in Christmas enough. We, we, we really like Easter because we like to talk about salvation and, and all that kind of stuff at Easter, and that's the gospel over there, but, but Christmas is just as much the gospel. Christmas is John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son. Why? Because he loves you. God so loved you that he sent his son. How does God love you? I think there's a couple ways that God loves you. First of all, God loves you, and his love is kind of an involving kind of love. It's an involving kind of love. You know, I heard a story the other, uh, as is a while back, I heard a story about this woman who, in, in, a, in an apartment in New York, <coughs> she was robbed and beaten right in front of her apartment, and no one called, no one did anything, because no one wanted to get involved. See, getting involved may cost something. Getting involved means you have to get into the story. It means you have to, to get into the picture and do something, right? That's what getting involved means. And, and here's what we have. We have on Christmas morning, God putting on skin and bones because he loves you. God is getting involved because he loves you. God loves you enough to be involved in your life. Right? God, God loves you with an involving, an, an involving kind of love. And, and why? Because he wants to be with his people. He wants to be with you. See, Christmas reminds us that God loves you and he loves me enough to get involved. That he is not just a distant God who is sitting up on a cloud somewhere just waiting for us to mess up. He's not just a, a distant God who, who, who doesn't want to be with us. God wants to be with us. He wants to be involved in your life. And scripture tells us that, that this same God, this God that, is, that comes down in the form of baby Jesus on Christmas morning is close to the brokenhearted. That we can cast our cares on him because he cares about us. Right? This is the kind of God that gets involved in our lives. He loves us with an involving kind of love. He loves us with an understanding love. An understanding love. God understands. Some of the most lonely statements ever are this. And no one gets it. 
or you just wouldn't understand. Those are some of the most lonely statements that, that one can say because in that moment you are just feeling just so alone. I, 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 no one gets it. No one's going to understand this. I'm in this alone. But I, I can tell you this, that God is a God who loves you enough to get involved. And that involvement means that he understands. Think about the way that Jesus came to earth. Jesus didn't come to earth in, in riches and wealth. Jesus came to earth and he was born in a manger, in a stable, with animals around. And, and as that kid said, there was probably poop in there, right? It probably smelled bad, right? This is, this is how Jesus came to earth. Why would he do that? Jesus came to earth because he loves you. And he understands what you're going through. Right? He, doesn't come, he doesn't show up in riches and wealth. He shows up in poverty and shame and, and in an oppressed world. See, God doesn't just understand because he's, he's far away and he can see the big picture. God understands because he's been there. God understands what you're going through because he's, he's been there. And that's what Christmas reminds us of. That God, as he comes to earth and he puts on skin and bones, it, he does it. And, and, and because of that, he can understand what we're going through. We can go to him with everything. We can cast our cares on him. We can draw near to him. And the other kind of love that God loves us with is a sacrificial kind of love. A sacrificial kind of love. I've mentioned it a couple of times, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, Christmas is the gospel that God sent his son. But it doesn't end in Christmas, right? We, we know that it continues on and we celebrated at Easter the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right? God loves you with a sacrificial kind of love, a sacrificial love that would say, I love you enough to give my own son for you. And for my son to, to die a brutal death on the cross and to rise up again, why? So that I can be with you. Because I love you. See, Christmas, we celebrate Emmanuel, God, God with us. God with us. God loves you. God wants to be, to be with you. And this is the center of Advent. This is at the center of what we celebrate at Advent. You, know, you might notice there's, there's only four out of the five candles lit. See, this, this fifth candle is, is called the Christ candle. And this Christ candle, I'll just I'll I'll do the reading here. The 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 white of this candle reminds us of the holiness of God's Son who came to earth. And it's at the center of the other candles because Jesus is coming as at the very center of all that we celebrate during this Advent season. See, Advent means coming. And the promise of the one who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we come to remember that the Savior of the world has been born to us. He is Christ the Lord. So as we light the Christ candle, let's reflect on the word of Jesus himself. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. May the light of Christ fill our hearts, our homes, and our world as we walk by faith in the light of Christ. This reading mentioned the four names of Jesus that were given in Isaiah chapter 9. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. 
Yeah, there's another name that is found in that, in that passage, not explicitly, but there's another name in verse 2. Jesus is the light. Into the darkness has shone a great light. Jesus is that light. And the light has come into the darkness. And, and here's the coolest thing about light and darkness. When light comes into the picture... Darkness has no choice but to go away. Right? You, you can't come into a dark room and turn on a light and it still be dark. Darkness has no choice but to flee. Darkness has no choice but to go away. Why? Because light is in the picture. Scripture tells that the light of the world has come. And he's come into some darkness. But he's come. And wherever the light is, darkness has no chance. I know you guys talked last week a little bit about light and dark. I want to do something similar this morning. Each of you, when you came in, you were given a candle. Or you should, if you don't have a candle, then raise your hand and we'll get you some candles. <laughs> Here's what I want to do this morning. I've asked Edith and, and Eric to come up and play a couple songs as we do this. I, here's what I want to do. And Benjamin, I actually do need a candle. If you would bring me one. Oh, there's one right here. <laughs> Sorry, I turned you down earlier, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> she's going to play some she's going to play a couple songs and here's what I want to do I want to dim the lights a little bit and I'm going to I'm going to light my candle from the Christ candle and I want you to see this light of Christ in the, in the darkness doesn't really make that big of a difference just this one little light but as we pass on this light, I'm going to pass it to you. Then what you see happens as we pass on the light is that it gets a little lighter. I'll turn around and pass it. And I want you to do this with me as the, as, the, as the candles get lit, as your candle gets lit, I want you to pass it on, but I want you to, to just reflect this morning on the light of Christ that comes to you. And I want you to be thankful for this light of Christ that is coming to you. And I want you to, to watch and to see the difference as all of these candles are lit and all these candles are bright, the difference that even just, just one light can make as it spreads.
Now the candle that you have in front of you lit signifies the light of Christ. I want to remind you that when you have the light, darkness has no chance. Many of us have some, have some darkness in our lives, if you will. I want you to just, just see this light of Christ and know that as, this, as you give your life to this light of Christ, that darkness has no chance. This is the gift of Christmas. This is the gospel, the light of Christ. And my prayer is that you would receive this light of Christ, that you would let this light of Christ shine into your life and shine through your life so the light of Christ can shine bright in the world. Darkness has no chance when we all shine our lights. Would you just raise your lights up and just see even just the difference that a little bit makes? Now, can you imagine if the whole Fresno community had the light of Christ? How bright it would make not only our area, but our state in our nation. And the light of Christ shines bright. And my prayer this, this Christmas season is that we would not just get so, so caught up in the happenings of Christmas and the, the goings of Christmas and the doings of Christmas that we lose sight of this light. Because this is Christmas. This is the gospel. This is the, the reason that there was a baby born 2,000 plus years ago whose name is Jesus, whose name is Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God and Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. This is the gospel. For God so loved you that he sent his son, the light of the world, to live for you, to die for you, so that you might have everlasting life in the light of Christ. I'm going to ask our, our, our uh, worship team to come up as we sing one more song. And we're just going to sing joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And as we do so, you can, you can sing with us. I know some of you know, most of you know the words. Just sing with us and, and, uh, and just celebrate the light of Christ. Joy to the world, the light has come. Amen.
fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Amen. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. The light of the world has come. Amen. And amen. Amen. Let me pray for us this morning. God, we love you. And we are just so thankful for the gift of your son. Those so thankful for, for the love of, uh, that you used to give us, God. The love that that was able to send your son, John 3.16, God. God, I pray that this Christmas we would not lose sight of your son, that we would not be so caught up in, in the happenings and the doings of Christmas that we lose sight of, of why. God, because the why is the gospel, because you loved us so much that you sent your son. God, would you go ahead of us this week as we go? Would you be with us? Would you be in our conversations? Would you be in our homes, be in our, in our conversations, God, that we might shine the light of Christ wherever we may go. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Then turn the lights up and you can blow out your candle. And I just want to want to just pray this prayer of blessing over you before you leave. And so if you could, would you just, just hold your hands out? This might be kind of weird for some of you. Just hold your hands out and just receive this blessing. May the God of, of love and grace and peace, the God who loves you enough to send his son to live and to die for you. May this God go ahead of you. And may you be a light for him this week. Go in peace and go in grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Amen.